In today's show, we look at injuries right across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We've got 30 teams to look at and there's not as many injuries at this point in the league as... uh, As you might think, I know some of you might have been hit hard, but honestly, there's a lot of teams with empty injury reports. So let's talk about it. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. All right. The Atlanta Hawks. Like a few teams, there's nobody currently on their injury report. That's great. Not going to stay that way, but currently there's no one on the injury report. So all clear. The Boston Celtics. Now, there are a couple of people on that injury report. The ones that are important to note, or the one that is important to note here, is the rock DJ Robbie Williams. So Williams is going to miss the rest of this week. I would say probably the majority of next week. And then when he does return, you would think once again, his minutes would be somewhat limited because, you know, coming back from the hamstring injury, that's just what the expectation should be. Um, If you're in fantasy playoffs, obviously without an IL slot or a full IL slot, you can't hold him. And in a points league, you could drop him regardless. In a category league, it's a different story. You've got to make those decisions about how it makes sense on your team. But with him out, the beneficiary is probably not another big. It's Derek White. It's Malcolm Brogdon a little bit as well. Then you get a sprinkling of Sam Hauser, a sprinkling of Mike Muscala. Today's game, Al Horford is out. Jason Tatum is out. So big opportunities for lots of other players. You're going to see massive stuff from Derek White. You're going to see a big boost from Brogdon. You are going to see more Hauser. You're probably going to see Blake Griffin starting. So there is streaming options today in both Horford and Tatum are out, but they're not actual injury situations. It's a back-to-back, so Horford's out and Tatum has a knee issue. He did bang that, I think, yesterday's game, but he also played like 45 minutes in yesterday's overtime game, so they're limiting him there. But the only interesting one there, or the only long-term situation, is the absence of um, Rob Williams for Boston. For Brooklyn, Ben Simmons. I am getting the feeling, based on nothing, I don't think he's going to play again this season. I don't know that for sure. Um, He's now dealing with knee soreness slash back issues. I... I have no idea what's actually going on with these injuries. I would say we rule him out for at least this week, probably next week, but my honest feeling, and it's going to be for a few players like that, that I don't think we see Simmons again this season. So the rotation that we've been seeing, obviously Ben Simmons is a drop in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. The rotation we've been seeing at the moment with that O'Neal, Thomas, Curry, Harris bench group, and they threw uh, Yuta Watanabe in there yesterday, I think that's just going to be what they do the majority of the season. They've got Edmund Sumner, who's out for personal reasons. He is not a part of the rotation unless multiple guys get hurt. But Ben Simmons is the one who, you know, was I asked yesterday on Twitter, you know, what's been the biggest W and biggest L for my takes this season? And one of the biggest Ls was thinking that Simmons could be useful. And he was for maybe like a five-game stretch. But he hasn't been otherwise. And the last, you know, two months or so, he's been pretty terrible. And that is a huge L because I just thought he could get something back and he hasn't really been able to do that. And now I think it's pretty much over. The Charlotte Hornets. 
Lamella Ball is out for the season. We know that fractured ankle. That's giving more shot attempts to Kelly Oubre, more minutes there, and more opportunities for Dennis Smith. We've already talked about that. The other guy that I don't think we're going to see again this season is Cody Martin. We haven't had any real update on that. He hurt his knee in game one. He came back. He played about four games, and he's been listed out for about the last six weeks with knee soreness. Not, I have no reason to expect that Cody Martin will play again this season. If he does, it takes minutes away from someone like a Bryce McGowan's, and I think they'd like to see what McGowan's can do rest of season. So I honestly don't think we're seeing Cody Martin. So I don't think we have to factor the return of Cody Martin into Smith's minutes or Ubre's minutes or McGowan's minutes or anything like that. But we don't have anything official. That's a guess. And I'm going to guess the same for Javante Green in Chicago, who had knee surgery um, and is still feeling discomfort in his knee. I don't think he's going to play again this season. He was a guy that was getting some power forward minutes, but at the moment, it's Alex Caruso. Sorry, it's DeMar DeRozan, but Alex Caruso gets listed as their power forward. And Patrick Williams getting those minutes off the bench along with Derek Jones Jr. So Green hasn't been in the rotation for weeks, months, and I don't really think that we're going to see him again. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell is on the injury report, but he practiced. He went through shoot-around today with a finger issue. Um, we don't know whether he's going to be available for tonight's game, but it doesn't appear like it's anything serious or long-term. And of course, if Mitchell is out today, Karis Levert is the guy that's able to step up into that role. Dracarys. Obviously not as well, but he steps into that role and then minutes trickle down to Osman and a little bit to Okoro and probably somewhat to Danny Green or Lamar Stevens. But the only... Real interest situation there for 12 teams is going to be Karis LeVert if Don Mitchell misses, which we don't even know whether he will. For Dallas, you've got Maxi Kleber, who came back, played a couple of games, and then missed the last game with hamstring issue. He that was on Sunday he missed. He's questionable again for Tuesday with a hamstring issue. If Kleber doesn't play, it probably gives four or five extra minutes to Christian Wood, which does float him as a back-end 12-team league guy. If Wood is under 20 minutes, it's hard to rely upon him. But if he gets 23, then he actually can still be useful there. And a lot of that, I think, comes down to the availability of Muxy Kleber. So as you can see, really clean injury reports. Denver's not as clean. They play tonight. Maga Porter Jr. is on the injury report with an illness, so hopefully nothing too serious or long-term there. If he is out, you'd expect Vlatko Chanchar to step up, but Chanchar is also questionable with a wrist, so that's going to really boost the value of, say, um, someone like the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, it also helps Christian Brown in that situation, but Bruce Brown's the guy that we look at for most leagues. Zeke Nagy's out for about two or three weeks with a shoulder injury. He seems to have lost his rotation spot to Tom Bryant and Vlako Chanchar anyway, while Colin Gillespie's still dealing with that fractured leg, and we haven't seen him at all play this season. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangel. The NBA season... The, well, actually, it's not brought to you by Fangel. I made a mistake. It's brought to you by Bilpa. Bilpa is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you want a delicious treat, you know what to reach for. You reach straight for a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It is low in calories. It's low in fat. It's low in sugar, but it's high in taste and like 17 grams of protein in a bar. Previously, I've told you about going to Bilt.com. You can still do that. That avenue is still available. But now you can go straight into a Walmart and they're there on the shelf in a four-bar box in the coconut puff flavor, the cookies and cream flavor, or the double chocolate flavor. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, well, they've got them there as well, but in a different flavor and different size, a 13-bar box in the churro flavor or the peanut butter brownie flavor. No, peanut butter brownie? I think I made that flavor up. No, brownie batter flavor. That's the flavor that's at Sam's Club. So go to built.com. 
go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club and order your Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. This show is brought to you by Fangio. We'll get to that later. The Detroit Pistons. This is a team with a bunch of injuries, real or not, I don't know. But they are going to be, I think, a frustrating situation to deal with all regular season here. Killian Hayes is officially questionable for tonight with that hand issue. They are without Boyan Bogdanovic with Achilles soreness. They are without Isaiah Stewart with hip soreness. And they are without Jalen Duran with ankle soreness. A soreness designation is usually a bullshit injury. Duran clearly has ankle problems. We've seen that multiple times. Um... Bogdanovich, I'm sure, has sore Achilles, but they just don't need to push him through stuff. I think it's going to be pretty frustrating. Especially, it's weird because he sat out Monday, played 39 minutes against the Bulls, and then sat out again on Saturday, and his question and is out again Monday. So I'm really worried about where his minutes go. With those guys out, of course, we're looking at the two Marvin Bagley's, Marvin Bagley the third, Marvin Bagley the fourth. Although Marvin Bagley the fourth, James Wiseman is also questionable with knee soreness. Um, and then with uh, if Hayes misses, you've got Alec Burks will step up. You've got Hamadou Diallo, who's in for a pretty sizable role with Bogdanovich out there as well. But there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and frustrations with these guys. And I'd expect a lot of missed time for Bogdanovich. Decent amount of missed time for Stewart. Duran, I don't know. But with the way that I think they're going to dick around with the center minutes, you can't really hold through these absences. It'll be five straight missed for Duran, four straight for Stewart and three out of the last four for Bogdanovich. I, I probably would still hold Boyan. I definitely wouldn't hold Isaiah Stewart. Um, they do have a back-to-back here Monday, Tuesday. So maybe these guys play on Tuesday. I don't know. I just think it's going to be a frustrating situation all season. And if you do want to move on, I, I understand it. And I think it's you know probably a decision you have to make um, given the uncertainty and the fact that they're just not telling us anything about these injuries. Andrew Wiggins, I don't know when he's returning. All we know that it's a personal family matter. He has now not played since the 13th of February before the All-Star break, so we are closing in on a month. I don't know whether he is going to play on Tuesday, but as long as Wiggins is out, we do really look to Dante DiVincenzo. And previously, we had been looking to John Kaminga, but he was invisible last game. I think Kaminga is more of a 14 to 16 team league option who can pop for 12 team value. We've seen that, but consistency, it isn't there. And I just, it's hard to know when Wiggins is going to return. Again, making it a hard call. Do you drop him? Um, again, if you had dropped him two weeks ago, you would have been, yeah, that would have been a positive decision, but he literally could play on Tuesday. We just have no idea. I don't expect him to play Tuesday. I think maybe there's a chance for the weekend for Saturday, but that's a pure guess because we have no idea about where Wiggins is at. Gary Payton's still probably three weeks away. Um, going to be a reevaluation in a couple of weeks, but I, I don't expect him to have any meaningful role at any point um, in the regular season, especially in the fantasy season. For the Houston Rockets, there is nobody on that injury report. So that is a W, everyone back there. In Indiana, not a shock to see Tyrese Halliburton pop back up on the injury report. He was there for yesterday's game. He played, but it is a back-to-back. So he's on the injury report again today. And Aaron Neesmith missed Sunday's game, and he's officially questionable for Monday. Now, with Neesmith out, we saw Nwora start and O'Shea Brissett get more minutes. And if Halliburton is out, then you're going to get a lot more from Matherin, but also a lot more from TJ McConnell, even if they start George Hill. I think you'll see a few missed games for Halliburton down the stretch with this calf issue. He's been questionable a couple of times here. And we know that this is one of the most unpredictable rotations, really, in the NBA with what they do with their backup centers, with the Duarte, Heald, Matherin, McConnell, Nembhard, Nora, Neesmith, all that is all over the place basically every game. The LA Clippers, it's really only Storm and Norman Powell. Well, not really. It is only Storm and Norman Powell who's on that injury report. And he's going to be out for a few weeks here, probably at least three weeks. That's obviously a clear drop. But there hasn't been a clear winner. Maybe you'd say Eric Gordon 
who's played 30 minutes the last three games and was bad in two of those, but really strong against Memphis. I wouldn't be rushing to add Eric Gordon, but the absence of Norman Powell does at least make him a name that we consider for streaming while Powell is out. But they still have a lot of options. There's Batum, there's Morris, there's Mann, there's more minutes for Westbrook. They're not giving Bones many minutes. In fact, he was a DNP last game, so we're definitely not looking at him. But Eric Gordon's probably the beneficiary there. For the LA Lakers, it's D'Angelo Russell, who we hope we're getting back soon. He's missed five straight with this ankle sprain. There was some thought he could return Friday, but he didn't. So he missed Friday and then Sunday. They play again Tuesday. Whether he returns on Tuesday, we don't know. But then what happens with Troy Brown or Dennis Schroeder, who moves to the bench, is still a question mark. Um, I think that it would impact um, either of those guys' minutes. Obviously, Brown played like 41 last game. He's not going to stick at that playing time. But Russell's return will have an impact on the streaming value of Reeves, Schroeder, and Brown when he returns. LeBron, we're still multiple weeks away from him returning, I'm thinking maybe he gets back for one or two games in March. And obviously for fantasy, that's a drop. You can't hold on to him. Of course, you can put him in IR. That's how IR works or IR works. But otherwise, it's a drop. While Mo Bumba hurt his ankle last game, we haven't had an update on that. But he's only a minimum minute player who will just easily be replaced by Winion Gabriel. <clears throat> and you shouldn't be dealing with Mo Bumba in any 12-team format. For the Memphis Grizzlies, Stephen Adams is doubtful for Tuesday's game. So I would guess that the game against the Warriors is a likely return date. It might not be, though. He might play the game against Dallas on Saturday. So we still roll with Xavier Tillman in that position. How many minutes he gets when Adams comes back, we don't know. But we just roll with Tillman until Adams returns. As for Jar Morant, he's missed one of the initial two games. So the second one of those games is Tuesday against the Lakers. I'm not expecting Jar back this week or next week. And I think there's a chance that it rolls into April, to be honest. But that's a guess. It's open-ended. We just don't know when he's going to return. So, of course, Tyus Jones is the must-roster player. Well, Jake LaRavia is dealing with a back issue. He's not really a part of the rotation anyway. So we don't need to worry too much about that one. For the Miami Heat... It is a back, well, it's not a back-to-back -back for them, sorry, but Kevin Love has been ruled out Monday. You can obviously drop him in 12-10 leagues. I think you could have dropped him already. The play is bad. The injury is now here. No point holding. Caleb Martin becomes an interesting streamer, but that's about it. Kyle Lowry dealing with that knee issue still. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. They upgraded him to questionable last Monday. And he hasn't obviously played. And now they're just out saying, well, there's still no timetable. We don't know when he's back. So I don't know why he was upgraded to questionable there. I'm going to guess that he's out for the rest of this week. And there's a chance he misses next week. You don't have to have Kyle Lowry on your roster. You can move on. Gabe Vincent hasn't really been blowing up in his absence, but he's always going to be a stream option given the minutes that he's being given in that situation with Lowry out. Jovic is still out, little Chungus. Um, while Omer Yurtseven is back, I don't know how many minutes Yurtseven will get. Will he get them over Zeller? Is he useful for fantasy? No, he's not. Only like 20 team leagues would I consider uh, Omer Yurtseven. But I'm sure I'll get a question about whether we need to add Omer Yurtseven. And the answer is no. Today's episode is, in fact, brought to you by Fangio. We are nearing the end of the NBA season and it's the perfect time to download Fangio, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fangio Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, even three-pointers drain. So we go and have a look for Monday's games over on FanDuel. Let's have a look. What games do we uh, do we have listed there that we can have a look at their odds? Because we've got six games on Monday. We've got the Sixers against the Pacers. Um, only seven-point favorites, Philadelphia. 
even though the uncertainty of Tyrese Halliburton, that's interesting. Are they expecting an Embiid sit there? Hmm. The Cavs are seven and a half point favorites against the Celtics with Tatum and Horford out. Um, so I think that makes a lot of sense. But you can check all of that out over on FanDuel. They even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss that chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The Milwaukee Bucks. It's really just Wes Matthews that's on that list, who's missed like six straight games with a hamstring issue. I don't even know whether Wes Matthews is going to be a part of the rotation. Chris Middleton missed the last game as it's a back-to-back. He looks like he'll miss back-to-backs for the rest of the season, and I would be shocked if he actually hits 30 minutes now. It doesn't appear like they're in any rush to get him to 30 minutes, so he will return on Tuesday, and they don't have a back-to-back this week, but they do have one to begin next week. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns. At some point, we've got to get him back, I guess, but I'm not, I don't know. They only have two games this week, so that means you're not missing that much this week. Maybe he returns the middle of next week. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to judge. They said you know, we could get him back with 10 to 15 games left in the season, but the lack of updates is a little bit concerning. Obviously, with him out, it's Kyle Anderson who's in that mix that gets that little bit of a boost. But the town situation remains up in the air with no real update after his grade three calf strain. Jalen Noel is out or questionable with knee tendonitis. He's missed four straight. I think he was at, in risk of losing or at risk of losing his rotation spot with, to Nikhil Alexander-Walker anyway. Well, Austin Rivers had already lost his uh, rotation spot. He's dealing with a neck problem, but those guys aren't necess- necessarily guys who are going to play every night. The New Orleans Pelicans, definitely more injuries here. Joshie Richardson is out for his second straight game for personal reasons. They were trending away from Richardson in that uh, after they started and played in big minutes. Is that a drop? Maybe. Look, he's missing games here on Monday. If you're in fantasy playoffs, it might be worth moving on to get some extra games in. It's very borderline to me. While the big fella, Jonas Valanciunas, is questionable. Jonas Valanciunas. I would think he is going to play on Monday. He practiced in full, so that is usually a really good sign. And with him playing, that means that Hernan Gomez and Hayes, any stream value they had is done. Zion is still out for at least this week, probably next week. I'm still getting questions. Hey, do I drop Zion? I don't know why you would still have him at this point, but I'm not expecting him to play this week or next week. So that's really hard to hold on. And Larry Nance, obviously a drop. He's going to be out for multiple weeks. And Jose Alvarado, probably another three to four weeks with his leg fracture. So it is really hard to hold on to Zion at the moment. We don't know when he's back, if he's back what the minutes are going to look like, the limited games, I I really can't see a situation where it's worth holding unless, again, it's an empty IL slot. The New York Knickerbockers, it's just Jalen Brunson, the burner. He missed last game with a foot issue. He is questionable for Tuesday. Obviously, if he's out, Emmanuel quickly up, RJ Barrett up, Josh Hart up. Very simple formula for the Knicks, but it doesn't appear like it's anything too serious, thankfully, for Jalen Brunson. For the Thunder, the only official player on the injury report is Alexei Pokyshevsky, who has been assigned to the G League to go with his rehab. We don't need to add him. I think when he comes back, he'll be relatively limited. And we already know how inconsistent he was before he got hurt. So we don't need to worry about that. We obviously talked at length yesterday about Shea Gildas-Alexander's abdominal injury and how they said they were going to be changing his rotation pattern. Um, They didn't really. He played 37 minutes. They do have two back-to-backs this week. So it'll be very interesting to see whether Shea does play in either of those back-to-backs because that takes a four-game week down to a two-game week, which is obviously frustrating for us, but the fact that he's playing through this injury um, to a decent degree is a positive 
things can change at any point, but at the moment, Minutes weren't reduced, and we'll see what happens with the back-to-backs. I do think he'll sit some back-to-backs, and I do think the minutes will be reduced, but I don't think that Shea is going to miss just yeah you know, just be missing the rest of the season or anything along those lines. The next team we look at, um, pretty pretty okay, I guess. John Isaac's out for the season with a torn groin, and then they had a few injuries yesterday. Wendell Carter left the game with hip pain. If he is out, we add Mo Wagner. Um, obviously, there's no Mo Bamba now to get the backup minutes, so Bol Bol will play more at backup center. Maybe you even get some Goga Badadze minutes in there. And then if Bol's playing backup center, their minutes appear uh, on the wing for guys like Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and even like a Caleb Houston for deeper leagues. But Harris also missed last game, Gaz Harris, and they started Suggs. So if Harris is out, I don't mind a stream of Suggs. I'd consider a boost for Cole Anthony, but it was clearly Suggs who benefited last game, not Cole but I don't really have that level of faith in Suggs to produce like that every game if Harris is out, but it does obviously help. If Gary's out, it boosts that value significantly of Anthony and of Suggs in that situation to become stream guys. Admiral Schofield dealing with a concussion, but he's not really... He played some backup center, actually, um, behind Mo Wagner, but he's not going to be an option for many fantasy leagues. Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Tobias Harris is officially questionable with a calf contusion for Monday's game. He got injured on Saturday's game and left that one early and didn't return. They have a back-to-back here Monday, Tuesday. I would be pretty surprised if he played in both. And the same goes for PJ Tucker with back spasms. Um, this is twice that Harris has had this calf issue over the last week. And, and I just think without back-to-back that he's going to sit one. So it means that George Niang, Jalen McDaniels, DeAnthony Melton all boost in stream value, especially across the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. If PJ is out, it's the same guys who benefit. These are all three fours. You know, Harrison, um, Harrison Tucker. So getting Niang and McDaniels, maybe a little bit of Paul Reed to take away the small ball PJ Tucker center minutes. For the Phoenix Suns, it's just Landry Shamit. He might be able to return this week, and if he does play, it'll hurt someone like Damian Lee and Terrence Ross, but that is just like your yeah, 20-team deep league stuff. Landry Shamet only had an opportunity to be a standard league guy when Booker and Paul were out, and they're back, and KD's there, so he's not going to do it. This team's been hit hard, the Portland Trailblazers. We don't really have an update on the Anthony Simons re-injury. He's out on Monday. I would guess there's a risk that he sits the rest of this week, but... We don't know. And the same goes with Yusuf Nurkic, who hasn't played for weeks now with this calf strain. He's got to be coming close to returning, but we just don't know. So with Nurkic out, Eubanks is the stream. With Simons out, Reddish is the stream. It was a good game from Nasir Little last game, but I don't really trust that on an every-night basis. You've also got Justice Winslow, who's been out for over two months with an ankle sprain, and he could have had a role with, with Simons out, but... Who knows? We, we're getting no updates on these guys at all. Well, Ryan Archie Giacono dealing with a back problem. He started that one game um, and then hasn't played since. And they probably do need someone to be their backup point guard considering they don't have a backup point guard with Anthony Simons out. Ibu Baji also dealing with a knee problem. The Sacramento Kings, Darren Fox is still listed on the injury report with a hamstring strain. He missed a game early last week with a hand problem, came back, played the back-to-back Friday, Saturday. He's now dealing with a hammy. If he is out, you can stream Davion Mitchell. I wouldn't feel particularly comfortable with that um, because he's not a huge value player, but he can get some steals and hit some threes. So he would be the option there while Rashawn Holmes is dealing with an illness, but Holmes is not a part of the rotation anyway. The Spurs, well, who knows, man? This is like the Pistons going to be the worst situation to deal with in the NBA the rest of the season. Jeremy Sohan missed the last game with a knee injury. They don't play till Friday. So we're not going to get an update for a while. So you can drop Sohan. 
Like you don't need to hold him through no games for four days. You can drop Trey Jones, who sat last game with a foot injury. I think you could actually consider dropping Zach Collins, who sat on Sunday and they didn't even tell us the injury. It was tanking. That was the injury. Um, again, if this is your playoffs, having a zero for four days, it's pretty untenable. And only two games later on in the week. Yes, you can drop him, but if your opponent picks up Zach Collins and gets zeros for four days, I think you'll be okay with that. Um, Doug McDermott missed with a thumb sprain. Romeo Langford, I guess, with his groin issue and Ken Birch with a knee issue. All of these guys missed last game. I don't know if they're going to play, but I know that Sohan and Johnson and Collins and Jones and Branham and Vassell and Langford and McDermott, all of these guys are going to miss time as we move forward, making their rotation really hard to project and making it really hard to hold these guys. Like I still would hold Vassell and Keldon and Zach is the next guy on that list that I'd consider, but with zero games for four days, pretty hard. The Raptors are actually clean on their injury report. Great news there. The Utah Jazz, Lowry Markinen dealing with the back problem. He missed that game on Sunday. I think we'll get a few games off from Markinen down the stretch. That helps the value of an Oshai Baji, but he's only like a desperation, like 14-team streamer. Colin Sexton still probably going to miss most of this week. Maybe he returns Saturday. So Chris Dunn and Taylor Horton Tucker both have 12-team league value in that situation, and it obviously boosts the value of Jordan Clarkson. We saw his big assist numbers last game. And the last team we look at is the Washington Wizards. The future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, he missed the game on Sunday with knee soreness. They've got a Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, so you have to think there's some doubt for Kuzma there. And with he, him out, then Denny Avdia gets that boost. Monte Morris, they said, was week-to-week. He's missed five games with this back issue, so I'm going to rule him out for Tuesday. Maybe he plays Wednesday, but I'd have to think that there's a chance that he's out for the rest of this week, maybe another week after that, meaning that we still have to ride D-line right pretty heavily. And that'll do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.